Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Ela Shemot Bnei Yisrael. These are the names of the sons of Israel who went down to Egypt. That's how the second book of the Torah begins, with a list of names. That's why it's called Shemot, or names. Ironically, though, the people in that list actually aren't in the story anymore. They all died at the end of the last book. The people in our story now are their great-great-great-great-grandchildren, the Israelites, who've been enslaved in the land of Egypt for 400 years. And that's why, in English, this book is called Exodus, because it will tell the story of the Exodus from Egypt. And it's in that context that we come to know the person who will be the most important leadership figure in the entire rest of the Torah, and that is Moses. The Torah tells that the Egyptians were afraid that the Israelites would become too numerous and too strong, and so they enslaved and killed them, including an order that all baby boys be thrown into the Nile, probably as a way of controlling their population. Moses is the baby boy who survived all this, and Moses is saved and shaped, in fact, by the women in his life, his mother who saves him, his sister who guides him, his adoptive mother, the daughter of Pharaoh, who takes care of him and raises him, and even the midwives who refuse to follow the order to kill the baby boys. These are the women who are quietly responsible for saving and shaping the greatest leader and prophet in the entire Jewish story. Now, because Moses is adopted by the Pharaoh's daughter, he grows up in the palace. But he seems to have some kind of a sense that he is an Israelite. And we're told that when Moses grows up, he would venture out to see his people and their labors. And this is where we get the first glimpse of the character of this man and what kind of leader he will become. Because Moses witnesses an Egyptian overlord beating an Israelite slave. He is seized by a sense of righteous indignation. He kills the Egyptian and then essentially skips the country. He runs away to Midian where he becomes a shepherd. And that could have been the end for the story of Moses, except that it reveals a couple of very important things about him, which ultimately will make him a great, if somewhat unwilling, leader. First, we learn from this that Moses cares about his people. Having grown up in the palace, he could have just turned around and walked right back into the palace and ignored the misery and suffering outside. But Moses cares about people, and he can't bring himself to ignore it. Because the second thing that we learn about Moses here is that he has a highly developed sense of justice. It's not okay with him that people be treated unfairly. Now, Moses is not perfect, not by any stretch. He has pretty significant anger issues. This is not the last time that Moses will act out in anger. Moses also will learn later is a serious workaholic. He tries to do it all himself. He's not perfect. But what can be said about him from start to finish is what we learn here. He cares about his people, and he cares about justice. And that gives us a sense of why Moses ultimately gets into leadership. We might say why he launches his political career. In fact, it's interesting to note that when leadership is first offered to him, he doesn't want it. This is at the burning bush where God says, I want to send you to Pharaoh 
to demand that Pharaoh let my people go. And Moses essentially responds by saying, I don't really think I'm the right guy for the job. Why don't you pick someone else? I'm not much of a public speaker. And God says, no, you are the guy. I know you're not perfect. I know you have some shortcomings, and I'll give you some tools to help you out. Your brother Aaron, he'll be the one that speaks for you. And I, God, will be there when you go to speak to Pharaoh. But you are the right person for this job. The reason he's the right person for the job is because he's in it for the right reasons. Moses is not here for power. He's not here for glory or fame. He's here, again, because he cares about people, and he cares about justice. That's what makes him a great prophet, a great lawmaker, a great guide, a great teacher. And it teaches us something about leadership. I've been thinking about leadership this week, watching the events unfold in Washington, D.C. Now, I live in Canada, but I grew up in the United States and lived three quarters of my life there. And as I watch this mob attack on the U.S. Capitol, I am struck by the stark distinction between two kinds of leaders. Here we are reading about Moses, a reluctant leader who doesn't really want to be in power, but who finds himself drawn into that position because he believes that he can make things better. And by contrast, you have a president who seeks power even when it hasn't been legitimately conferred, who is not afraid to lie or mislead or act against his own people if it means consolidating more power for himself. Now, I rarely intend to get political on this podcast, and I'm certain that we have listeners of all political persuasions. I also know that most politicians seek power, that while we have extreme examples, that behavior in and of itself is not restricted to any one person or one party. The Torah seems to know that also. And I think it's no accident that the Torah makes Moses a reluctant leader that it portrays Judaism's greatest lawmaker as someone who would have preferred not to be in power. Because one of the central messages of the Torah is that we all have the capacity to make the world a better place. And we should be very wary of people who seek power for reasons other than that. Those who lead by fear, who control through division and hatred. That sounds a lot more like the Pharaoh in this Parsha than anything else. So in the end, who is Moses? Someone who believes that he can make the world better for some other people and that that gives him a responsibility to do that. That makes him not so different from all the rest of us, which I think is really what the Torah is trying to teach us here. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment. And please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.